to the Gay Life Podcast. I'm Anna Capeless. And I'm Lucy Lomax. And we are here to bring you stories from women's rugby in Ireland and across the world. Yes, that's right. We're here to get women's rugby over the game line and we'll be bringing you interviews with lots of inspirational women who play the game and we really hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to episode nine of the Gain Line podcast. Now today we welcome on two guests who are not dissimilar to myself and Anna. They're two women who love rugby and play rugby and are really passionate about promoting women in sport. We will tell you a bit more about them as we enter into the interview. But first of all, Anna, let's reflect back on some of the games from the Six Nations last weekend. England played Scotland and won that game by 52 points to 10, whereas France played Wales and won that game by 53 points. So some rather lopsided scorelines, kind of to be expected, to be honest, when France and England are in the equation against the teams that are not professional. Um, England came away with a bonus point. They scored eight tries in total. So a good way, a good start to their campaign. And Scotland obviously will be disappointed not to come away with anything, but you know, starting off the tournament at home to England is is quite a harsh way to, to to kind of kick things off. So hopefully they'll be able to draw out some positives. I personally thought they did play better than last year. I, I thought that their line out functioned really well. Lana Skeldon threw some ra- really like long balls to the back, and, and that set up a few opportunities. But England's defence were were pretty impenetrable at times of the game. I, also, though, in the second half, Scotland were building up momentum and had a bit of a, ry- a rhythm, and I thought they were going to break down England's defence. Obviously, they they got they got over once with a score from Hannah Smith. But you did feel that it was such a shame when their front row forward, who who had just come on. Molly Wright she received a red card for a shoulder to the head of Vicky Cornborough um, and, and was sent off and it has since been announced that she will miss the remainder of the tournament after being given um, a three-match ban off the back of that so such a shame for her I feel I feel for her but you know obviously the referees do have to enforce these laws to to ensure the safety of the game. And England will travel to Italy to play them away from home this Saturday. So that will get, that game will be pretty intriguing, I'm sure. But I personally don't see England deviating from their winning ways. Anna, what did you make of the France-Wales game? Yeah, so obviously France and Wales are in our group. Um, so that was kind of the, the main event for us to watch um, this weekend. And, you know, we've... We will have been doing homework on Wales for this weekend's fixture anyway. So, um, you know, would have been uh, keeping a close eye on it personally and from a team point of view. But, um, yeah, I just thought France really showed up um, and there were a lot of girls there. You know, a lot of girls on the bench um, who you might have expected to be starting and a lot of kind of newer players coming up through um, that French team that just, you know, it, lo- it, it looks like their first string team out there. Definitely the scoreline reflected that, but also their performance. And I think Wales will definitely be disappointed with that. And I think, um, you know, some of their some of their forwards did really well. Um, I think they could have got their backs on the front foot a a little bit more they seem to be kind of quite deep in attack but I'm sure and and whenever Wales play us you know they've always done their own prep really well and I'll have no doubt that they'll be you know in a in a will be wanting a much better result next weekend um and I'm disappointed with both results to be honest on the opening weekend you know we've been so vocal about getting support to watch the women's game and 
how exciting it's going to be and then to have two kind of really uh you know uh, one-sided affairs in the first weekend is, is a little bit frustrating but just shows where the game is at i suppose i think we're in a really good place um traveling to cardiff this weekend um sadly i'm not involved this weekend um so uh i but i i really think that the girls are going to do a really good job especially given how how Wales performed last week I think there's a few areas to kind of exploit there and you know we'll have done like I was saying earlier a good bit of homework um, on watching back Wales game and picking out their line out jumpers and where they're hitting and um, who to kind of to, to focus on and, and shut down you know we've, we've kind of had good chats about that and the girls will bring that in this weekend. I do think it'll be an Irish win, and which is good because the last time we were there, we didn't get the win. So it'll be good to kind of reverse that. And I think that the girls that are on, you know, travelling this weekend will um, will will come away with that. Um, and likewise for Italy and England, I'm chatting to some of the Italian girls. I think they felt the same that the intensity of their training has been good that they didn't mind having the bye weekend first so they could kind of sit back and take it all in but they'll have a big challenge now coming up against England this weekend um, but I'm excited to see kind of what Italy have been up to and how how fit they are and how they're shaping up I think they've had some good training so um, yeah I'm hoping that this weekend is going to be much much more um, you know much closer games in the in the women's six nations Today we're delighted to welcome on Rona Lloyd and Sarah Bonner, two well-known players for Scotland. Rona plays her club rugby at Loughborough Lightning, whereas Sarah plays hers at Gloucester Hartbury. And back in 2019, they set up their own podcast called Women Who Sport, which features women in various different sports and showcases their challenges and inspirational stories along the way. So guys, welcome to the Game Line podcast. Oh, thanks for having us, we're buzzing. No problem. Okay, so firstly, um, yeah, how are you both doing? obviously nearing the end of lockdown at the moment and um Sarah you're doing your um REF training that sounds really amazing and and um interesting how's that all going yeah um really full on but enjoying it it feels like I've uh, proper capitalized on this lockdown period by uh, being able to still crack on with things um so came in just straight after new year's um and pretty much since I've been going through this militarisation training um, but hopefully in the long term we'll be back to rugby soon. Nice okay. Are you training like fitness fitness training a lot then? Yeah so we uh, have like PT sessions and some of them are brutal like it, the, do you know what, the good thing is, is you're training with lads well you're training with male and females but um yeah. The lads at proper push you, which is which is really cool. And battle PT is like a highlight. You're you're in full kit and you basically log like pine poles around or do leopard crawls and things. How does that compare to like rugby sessions? Like, is it very different? And are you like, do you know sometimes when you do fitness um, in a different kind of code, you're like, oh, this will be fine, you know, because I'm because you know I'm fit when I play rugby and then it's a different type of fitness and you're like oh my god what have I been doing all these years how does it compare so we do a lot of like running and aero runs and distance running and things which you know like rugby players don't really do we'll do 100 meter intervals that would be like our our longest kind of 
interval, if you like. Um, so that's interesting. I guess it's just training a bit of a different system. Um, it is just a lot more repetitions of body weight exercises rather than in the gym lifting big. Um, so I think I'll have a world of doms when I go back to the gym. But in terms of my baseline fitness, hopefully that'll be a little bit better when I come back. Amazing. That's so cool. And, and um, this must be a question you get all the time. Are you learning to, what what division or area are you going? You're not, are you not training to be a pilot or, or no? No, so um, a lot of people think as soon as you mention the Air Force, yeah. oh, you must be a pilot. Um, no, so this training that I'm in at the moment is six months of just officer training. So you have your militarization phase, you learn how to operate a rifle, for example, in patrol areas and do that basic military things. Um, and then you go on to more of a leadership phase. So how to be a leader, looking at different um, command management, leadership practices and, and ways that you can do things. So that's been super interesting. And I think it could probably transfer a lot of that back to rugby. Like if I'm able to lead under gunfire, enemy fire, um, yeah. calling a line out, uh, when you've got Welsh shouting at you should hopefully be a lot easier <laughs> yeah um, so once this phase is complete eventually I'll do my phase two which will be branch specific I'm going in to be a police officer so um, that's like a 19 week phase of doing your basic police skills and then you're going to your military police skills um, it's kind oh, of cool. are you from a, like a military family uh, no, so my dad, he's from Ballymena and he was in the Ulster Trench Regiment, um, but that was kind of before my time, um, and my granddad was as well, so I've wow. been in around, like, military conversation, so to speak, but um, it's just something I've always kind of wanted to do since a, since a kid, and with sport, there's never really a good time to no. step away, but I just had to bite the bullet, and with COVID kind of gives you a different perspective on things and priorities and with the women's game as it is um we're not paid like a, a big salary to, to live off um so you do have to make difficult decisions at times that may involve you taking a step back from the game that we all love yeah yeah is that is it covid do you think they kind of pushed you to be like okay this is this is the time to, to do this now so my, I started the application um, before COVID hit. It's quite a lengthy process um, for those that like, are run away. You have to jump through a few hoops before you, before you kind of get your offer. Um, so that had started before COVID. Um, but I think during COVID, it sort of gave me that time to reflect and think, actually, um, it would be quite nice to to get on with a, a career that I've always wanted to do and um, that also supports rugby uh, really well and mm -hmm. um, they, they seem to love having athletes in the organization so touch wood it all works out yeah that's awesome and I, I was just saying Anna that obviously Jade Conkle um, made a similar decision to, to to take up her training with the London Fire Brigade so hopefully we can yeah chat to Jade all about that as well um, in the future but um Cool. And Rona, you're obviously now in GB7's camp. I, we spoke to Abby Burton a couple of weeks ago. She had the same background as you with the hotel like tree scene. But um, yeah, how's it all going? Yeah, it's it's been really cool. Like it's kind of my first 
first experience being in a full-time environment and the like first day on camp a couple of weeks ago basically got an ultrasound of my hip and like turned out I had a tear which has kept me out for a couple of weeks so it's been like a really funny start because I've been like like it's been like a total dream come true like so excited to be part of it which has been such a high but then it's also like it's just hard like watching training and like we all know not being able to get stuck in but um yeah just like trying to be patient like the girls have been amazing it's it's such a like performance driven environment um and yeah like it it's funny because the like a lot of the girls here think we don't have a lot of time together before the olympics but like coming from yeah an athlete that hasn't been in a full-time environment before it feels like we've got loads of time together so yeah it's like it's really exciting and just like feel really privileged to be part of it and I guess to get this opportunity yeah amazing um so obviously because I, I did actually look at the team sheet of course for last weekend's game when um Scotland played England and I, I didn't see either of your names and I was a bit like what, what's going on um <laughs> but how do you feel Scotland did did you I I, I definitely thought they were definitely improved from the previous year's tournament and um, obviously the scoreline wasn't quite what um you would have wanted it to be but how how did you feel they they performed at the weekend it's bad timing getting the two of us on when <laughs> neither of us have played at the weekend um I, it was funny we were messing each other during it like it's so weird like watching a game and I don't know, like not, not. Being I was there. so emotional. Yeah, I came on and I was sat on my own watching it streaming, like crying. It was like a really weird experience. Oh yeah, usually if you're injured, it's still equally so so frustrating. But you know that you've got like a physical limitation that's stopping you being there. Whereas for my case, I had effectively made that choice not to be there, but it was so, so difficult to watch. Mm -hmm. So do you, were you happy with the performance? And, and did you, yeah, what, what were your thoughts? Do you know what? I thought there's so many positives for the girls to take away from that. Um, we've touched upon it before that there was quite a few of the, the usual teams, shall we say, that weren't there. And that in itself allowed girls to step up and boy like they stepped up mm -hmm. um and if you take the second half and you look at that score line that was like a close score line and that's the second half when predominantly you could argue that teams like like scotland may dip or the floodgates open so to speak and it didn't it was a full 80 minute performance and there's a lot of positives to take away from it like set piece Scrum time, line out time from a forward point of view, I thought that lots to take away from it. We remain competitive throughout. Um, it, it's just trying to close that gap between other nations and, and England in a, that are in a full time setup. Yeah. It's hard, isn't it? Because, you know, similar to us in Ireland, like we have, you know, just like you guys, been working so hard and improving and tightening screws all the time. and you know, doing more and more homework and coming up with more and more answers and trying new things. But England are also doing that as our friends, as are, you know, every other nation. So like as, as we improve, everyone else is improving as well. So it's so just frustrating that the scorelines are just, you know, such a one-off like quick reflection of, you know, where the game's at. And then underneath that, you have all the work that all the other nations are putting in and then coming out with like, you know, scanty score lines and it's just it's kind of it, it, it it's it's frustrating um so I was going to ask you something there oh yeah have you as a team with like Goose having moved on are you like missing him is the squad missing him is he left 
left a bit of something behind and do you think that it's made you know has it been smooth enough kind of I know COVID hasn't been smooth really and that's probably not a word I would use with COVID but like with have with um what's the other guy's name that's now stepped into head coach role oh, Brian. yeah how has how has that been like with the kind of a change around so much and obviously you kind of had your site set with Goose to have him there for a while and, and COVID had to change that again how do you think that's that's affected the, the team yeah I think that was definitely a challenge like back in must be the end of last summer when Goose you said that he couldn't continue with us and that was because of COVID like he's got severe asthma he's kind of in the age category that has been affected badly so obviously we all completely understood the decision um, and I guess at that time it was we thought we had World Cup qualifiers, you know, four four to eight weeks later. So I guess at that time it, it, it was pretty stressful. You know, it wasn't they, they brought Brian in who was our assistant coach. So it was a very smooth transition that way. Um cool. but actually obviously we know now we've still not done World Cup qualifiers, but actually we've had like a good amount of time with Brian. But I think Goose had like a massively positive impact on the squad, like his physicality and some of the things that he implemented in defence, like I have completely stuck with us so although we only had him for a year like I'd yeah totally sing his praises I, I thought he was brilliant for us and what are your guys thoughts on on World Cup postponement I mean obviously it's um it was a bit of a shock I think most players have said that it kind of came out the blue because there were really good no- noises coming out of New Zealand and world rugby um at the time but now you've had a bit of time to reflect on it what are your what are your thoughts about it I think for <laughs> us like we've just September we were up for the qualifiers then again in November then in December then in January like I think the bit that's been challenging for me is getting up for these qualifiers for them to be repeatedly postponed whereas actually if we knew one way or another if it was happening like that would be a bit easier to to deal with and I think the scale of the the women's game globally I think postponing it is absolutely the, the right thing like if it means they can get audiences they can like get bigger crowds they can publicize women's game more and yeah hopefully do like a hell of a lot more advertisement than we've seen for this time around like it does have so many positives it's just challenging as a player when you revolve your life around this tournament that you don't know if you're going to yet and that has just been postponed another year it's just yeah it's yeah. pretty hard to I don't know figure out what you're doing yeah yeah no I would echo that completely and I think for a lot of women, even things like planning families or planning when to have kids, um, a year pushes things back. That's what maybe two years then um, when you're involving family planning and things. So I think for a lot of people, it has it has been tough. But in the grand scheme of things, it for like the bigger picture, if we can have support there, if we can have another season of actually unbroken premiership and getting game time week in, week out, I think it's just going to set all the teams up a bit better because as it stands, what New Zealand haven't really been affected that much. They've still been able to play right the way through. So I think it gives other nations just a chance to have a little bit more consistency behind them. So hopefully better quality of rugby. Yeah, that's what you hope for. Anna, you had similar emotions around it, didn't you? (laughs) Definitely. And like, even, you know, you're mentioning like family planning there as well. That's not, that was such a big thing for us in Ireland as well. And the yeah. English girls and so many of the teams and uh, I know some of the US girls are the same. Like, I think, you know, if it was a Six Nations that was postponed or whatever, it, like it was last year and, and, and then this year, a small bit. But 
because it's a World Cup, people do build for four years and you're like, right, okay, four years, right? And in this amount of time, I'll be this, 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 and this, and then I can have a baby. Like yeah. there's a, there was a lot of girls thinking like that. Um, and a lot of girls and across a lot of the squads that have gotten married recently and in the probably with the site to retire or not, maybe not even retire, but take a break and have a baby like after that World Cup. So that was just such a common theme. And it's something you just, you know, a, the men's game would never have to think about oh, ever. No. It's just a polar, like opposite end of, of two like mindsets and, and mind frames. And like, you know, the people who are, you know, making these decisions, I'm sure they never said, oh, what about all the, the women that want to have babies that they want to play in the World Cup? Like, I wonder, did it cross, did it cross anyone's mind? I wonder, it's just a, an interesting thing to, to think about. And I'm glad you mentioned it there as well. Yeah, and we were having conversations, weren't we, about when they hadn't quite um, announced when the postponed date would be, like in 2022, but they were already advertising tickets for the men's 2023 like tournament. And we were just all a bit like, oh. And then the Six Nations didn't announce, you know, when the fixtures were like going to be played or when or like where. And like, I think they moved the Six Nations and advertised that as, you know, like this is an opportunity for standalone Six Nations, get huge crowds in, like, ET, or get huge crowds and get huge viewing figures the covid crowd equivalent um yep. but yeah then don't announce the fixtures till two weeks before like i had the tv on at half two on um saturday absolutely buzzing for the pre-match coverage of scotland england there was absolutely none same with wales france like it was maybe six minutes before kickoff that any coverage started and like that for me was really frustrating like if if we're gonna have a standalone six nations like let's get the hype up about it like let's do more yeah. i didn't realize that i was in camp you see so i didn't realize that there was no pre-match coverage well, there yeah. wasn't on bbc and um, yeah. i think there, there could have been elsewhere but yeah the it, it pretty much went straight to anthems but rachel malcolm did get a like solo singing flower of scotland which <laughs> i highly recommend watching <laughs> oh no i hate um, that when the, 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 camera west here. Girls, the west girls are really um really well heard as well <laughs> well heard um, we sound go on we sound worse standing on our own than we do when we're grouped together oh, for sure i would love to hear that deep tone come through uh, i'm sorry, i think i have scotland because i have this thing about ireland's call right it's like very low it's like probably written for a man's voice and a man's tone because it's you if you sing it low you can't like sing it out if you sing it high the cameras will pick you up but if you sing somewhere in the middle you're off key so it's like lose 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 in all those situations what's flower of scotland like to sing on the pitch are you in the same kind of dangers i don't have a key so i'm not affected oh, yeah. by that i've got like <laughs> one monotone we're not that advanced we just kind of go for it <laughs> Yeah, I do. I do love Ireland's national anthem, though. Like, yeah. I have to be like, don't like, don't tap your foot right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like definitely... I'm like that with Flower of Scotland. I love it. Irish anthem's definitely a solid second. Yeah, to Flower of Scotland. Yeah, too right. <laughs> yeah, uh, French one's good. Yeah, Jazzy. Third. Third. Okay, um, and then. Welsh. Yes, and then Italy, and then... <laughs> of course. That's a great British one, I can't say that anymore. 
Oh yeah, true, <laughs> true. Should we talk about the, your podcast now? Um, because we're big fans and um, yeah, how, how did it come to be? Like, how did your friendship blossom? And then how did the podcast kind of um, evolve in, in the same way? Well, we blossomed through Scotland and like being silly on nights out, essentially. Um, and just getting herself into like a series of unfortunate events um and then we one summer were like well separately had ambitions to do some sort of podcast and we're both really interested in just using the small platforms that we do have to promote women's sport um and my dad had started speaking to me about a podcast course to go on and I happened to speak to Rowan about it and Rowan was like oh actually like I've just got some funding for like a mic and I'm looking to do a podcast too. That was kind of how it happened, wasn't it? Yeah, and then we were like, oh my God, <laughs> like, let's do it together. Let's do it together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's been so fun though. Like, I'm sure you guys will think the same. Like, it's just, it's so rewarding, isn't it? And it's like, I think every time we've spoken to somebody, like, we, we kind of did it to try and inspire like other women to participate in sport. But actually, I think every conversation we have, like, we leave inspired or, or thinking about something new and it's yeah it has been such a rewarding like adventure that the two of us have gone on and what me what was your kind of reasoning um behind setting up the podcast obviously with this with our podcast we just wanted to um similarly tell kind of inspirational stories and just we just think there's so many role models and yeah women rugby players that don't get the attention or the kind of publicity that they deserve so what was your reasoning behind behind your idea so uh do you know what? really similar the rona like could probably pull a few stats up but the little coverage that women's sport gets is mental and we just wanted to try and increase those figures even if it just meant that our mums were listening um and we being at loughborough when we kind of both had this idea through uni and just training there like we both had quite a few contacts of incredible female athletes that we just thought the world needed to hear um, and through that sort of built up a bit of the network and, and a kind of hit list of people we'd love to, to speak to and, and share their stories. Um, and that's kind of how it, it took off. And we got excited by the fact we could get our own business cards, for example, order business cards that we've never even used. We've never given anybody a business card. <laughs> um, I love that. Who has been, I know you probably won't like to pick, but is there any hmm. particular episode? that like sticks to you or just comes to your mind as I'm asking this question. Jade and Kirsty were so they're like two discus throwers who like they were just like so honest and like spoke really openly about how like they find it really hard getting like sponsorship deals as like thrown athletes and that they're not attractive like people to sponsor and they're both like over 30 but they're hitting PBs and yet like they lost their funding and stuff like they were like I just really admired how like honest they were yeah and as well they were like well they were both hilarious but also they're like internet was like coming in and out all the time like one of them was in a car like it was like the episode was just memorable for many reasons because yeah it was a bit all over the place but it was a lot of fun and are they gb athletes like are they going for the olympics yeah both going for the olympics um but that's what they were saying like in the throws like you do tend to peak a lot later so like you peak in your mid-30s which is when a lot of people think like I guess you should be stopping and having kids and <laughs> and doing all that side of it that's so cool Bonds, do you want to say about um Steph, Steph. since I interrupted you 
Yeah, so we interviewed Steph, who's a para-athlete, and has just got, like, an accolade of, like, achievements and accomplishments to her name. But she uh, grew up playing rugby. She was a scrum half. Um, and wanted to play for, was it New Zealand? So she could have, she had the option to play for England, Scotland, New Zealand, or Canada. She grew up wanting to play for New Zealand. She had, like, that aspiration. They had, she had the drive and, like, the physical capability. But uh, when she was in her teens, early teens, had an accident and lost a leg and just her story and her transition into athletics was incredible and I remember coming away from that podcast thinking more I've learned a lot and it was just really humbling but she was just an incredible person and athlete and she went like she played a season of rugby with a prosthetic leg yeah that was the other bit yeah (laughs) yeah and oh it was actually mad like so Steph Reed and when she was chatting about it she was like yeah like I had to stop playing rugby because like I was letting my teammates down like I wasn't fast enough anymore <laughs> we were like what like oh was, yeah she was she was awesome she was really cool god that's unbelievable I need to listen to both those episodes now yeah how can people listen and tune in to, to your pod guys get a business card yeah well <laughs> if you refer to our business card <laughs> No, um, yeah, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you'll find us where Women Who Sport um, and Women Who Sport Podcast on Instagram, probably the easiest way. Okay, amazing. We will um, put a link to it in the show notes. So we do this thing at the end of our interview with guests where you either tell myself and Lucy um, a joke or a tale, which is like um, some kind of rugby story and you have to make us laugh or else you have to send us a bottle of Coke if we don't laugh so I really want to hear one of your funny stories from camp or something that you were saying when you hit it off just be an absolute messer it's like tell us the funny story oh I'm trying to think of a funny one have you got one so basically right Goosey's first day at work in Scotland camp like new team and when you've got a new coach you obviously like you want to make a good first impression so anyway we're the Scotland men are playing I can't remember who they're playing actually but there's like a bunch of us like maybe 15 of us or something sitting in this boardroom and like plug in like different people are trying to plug their laptops into the tv so we can get the game on the the big screen but it wasn't on it was a pro 14 game so it was, it was a pro 14 TV. game is it premier tv oh basically like we couldn't yeah. find a link to this game like we were going through like lots of like dodgy links to try and get it and anyway we, eventually on my laptop like we got one that we thought was gonna work <laughs> so <laughs> the, i'm like like, do you know when you go on like a dodgy link and you get loads of pop-ups? I'm like closing them all like as they come. And basically this like porn website popped up. A huge TV <laughs> with that on it. Like Goosey's first day. And then my laptop froze. I couldn't get it off. It was honestly like, like horrendous. It was so embarrassing. So then anyway, eventually got it off. Like watched the game. I must have been like bright red. Like just didn't acknowledge it. Like, like nobody in the room acknowledged like that it was happening so I just went to bed that night being like oh my god like did that just happen like in front of the new coach and then basically the next day we had a team meeting and like the SRU have their laptop plugged in and then Goose is like oh like Rona would you mind like oh no I think he he called me Porno he was like oh Porno would you mind plugging your laptop in and I was just like oh my god so Anyway, that like my first that was my first interaction with Goose, but oh. I think it's formed a pretty solid bond. Yeah, um, that definitely broke the ice, yeah. and, and you cemented your name as Porno for a wee while. Yeah. <laughs> 
What a way to end today's episode. I think you'll agree those two players and women have a special connection and bond and friendship and they've put their heads together to to create the the Women Who Sport podcast and you know good for them fair play that's that's what we want people talking about and, and sharing messages of amazing female athletes and their stories so that's it for today's episode but we hope you can join us next time join in follow us on Gameline podcast and we will chat to you very soon good luck thanks for listening